Well, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are. We're, we're, we're back. We're back for the second time in the week for a longer, much longer uh, Family EV podcast. Joe, how are I'm you? I'm doing well. How about yourself? Surviving, dear boy, surviving. It has been, uh, it has been quite the week. It has been quite the week. Um, death and destruction at every turn. Sadly, actually, yes. But anyway, we'll, 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 let's, let's not dwell on that. She wouldn't want me to. Um, we, uh, we've had some good feedback, my friend, on the new platform. I'm not saying people think we're good looking, but they like the way the, the videos and the, 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 the podcast looks in videos. So I, I thought we'd, we'd keep doing it if that's all right with you. Sounds good. I think this new, uh, app finally might be the solution. We've tried a bunch of different ways to record these over the, over the, uh, year and a half now, or almost two, yeah, year and a half now. So... And, and so to, for you, the viewer, the listener, um, the, the, the reason why we're, we're doing this is um, when we first started this, I would essentially record a Zoom call and then I would have to edit it, not just because of what we were saying and what we might change and yada yada, but to do the overlays. And you'll notice we're not doing that now. There is some, some fancy stuff which I might be able to do within this and I'm still learning to use it, but this is all about the content and and 90% of people are sensible enough to just listen to us. They don't want to look at us, Joe. They don't want to look at us. That feedback came. I don't blame them. (laughs) Loud and clear. No, no, I, I, I've seen the numbers and we are a listening podcast. So on today's show, we're going to have a longer conversation uh, because this is something we've wanted to do for a while. We're going to talk about efficiency. (laughs) We're going to talk about how tired John is. Uh, it's, it's been a long week. I um, wasn't joking about the desk, unfortunately. It's been a crippling week. Uh, we're going to talk about efficiency. We're going to talk about infrastructure. We're going to talk about the tax credit. We're going to talk about Europe. Um, but let's kick off with, um, I bought a new car. I ordered a new car. I ordered a Volvo EX90. And I canceled an order I had on a Polestar 3. <laughs> so there we go. <laughs> All right. Your story is more interesting. Pourquoi? What, what's, what's the story, my friend? Uh, now that the, the pricing was, I ordered it immediately when the uh, Polestar 3 came out. Once the uh, I started looking at the pricing and it seems like this tax credit is here to stay the way it's structured. Um, it comes in at like 83000 I think, was the price of the way I'm kind of forced to spec the vehicle. They don't let us take any of the options off. So uh, my theory was uh, I'd rather buy something that's just under 80000 than just over 80000 because uh, losing the $7,500 credit sure makes a big difference in the purchase. Um, yeah, it's starting at 83900 <laughs> which for the, that's how it's going to be for the first year is what Polestar said. Then uh, they'll ent- essentially bring in the more base. Oh, I see. Yeah. 85,300, including the destination charge. Okay. And then obviously local taxes to go on the right. top. Um, coming with the pilot pack and the plus pack. So basically the, uh, the driving assist and the, uh, the, the good stereo, and um, a interesting, they call it microtech, what other people might call vegan leather. Yeah. Um, where, which, where is interesting, and, uh, it's quite interesting to me because uh, if you go to the current generation electric vehicles, the XC40 recharges are a good chunk, I mean like $5,000 more expensive than a comparably equipped Polestar 2. But it looks like the Polestar 3 is going to be a little bit more expensive than a comparably equipped EX90, at least preliminarily, because I think what Volvo said is that that's going to come in under 80,000 is there what they announced. Yep. So we've never talked about the Polestar 3. And, and, and for those of you that, for whatever reason, haven't seen it, I mean, this is, it, it's the SUV version of the Polestar 2. It's basically a, um, it's a marquee, it's an ID4, it's a, co- it's, it's three rows. I would call it a compact S. Three rows. Hmm? SUV though, is it three row? That's the bit I couldn't. It, 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 they sort of skimp on some details. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to see the. 
uh, internals design. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah, if it was that important, you'd think it would be, I'm already into the rear light bar and the frameless design of the things before I get to the interior. You'd think, okay. Da -da. Or maybe it's going to be da -da. That maybe will not be with the first models. Uh, yeah, that might be an option, but it's clearly not in the, um, it's not in the, you know, the opening, uh, it's, it's not in the opening lineup, that's for sure. So, uh, um, and I, I have to, I have to say the way it tapers in on the waist at the back, it's going to be a model Y third row. Right. It definitely it's going to be, way. it's going to be a, a micro uh, not micro, so you'll get two people in there, but my God, they better be small. We had some fun with that in Pasadena, didn't we? We uh, Somebody actually brought brought one or rented one. I can't remember. It was orange. Or was it the kilowatt people brought it? Uh, yeah. Or, I'm trying to think who it was, but I thought someone rented it. For Oh, no, no. That's right. The flag <laughs> was rented by the Germans. And, that's right. Yeah, the, someone brought their uh, modified Model Y. They just had like you know different rims and stuff like that, but it was the yeah the, uh, had the third row that's that's quite useless. I know we certainly had some co comedy of putting the taller people in the third row and showing that we're we shouldn't have heads if we're back there. <laughs> we 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 put something like eleven people into yeah. that car, um, <laughs> just 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 so we could. Uh, I'm not saying uh, I don't know if we found all of them, but uh, it was it was. It, what else are you going to do on the on top of a multi-story car park of a, a December evening? Um, yeah, no. It, 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 if it is, mm -hmm. if it is going to have that third row, it's going to be a uh, compromised third row. Whereas with the Volvo, I'm expecting it to be a proper third row. I mean, it's still going to be slightly compromised, but it's going to be the same as a Volvo XC90. Current XC90, third row. Yeah, my lighting, by the way, it's early evening here, so I'm stuck between the ring light, which I'm sure you can see in my glasses, and the sun. Yeah, it's... Um, welcome to my hell. I'm going to try and put my my curtain, my illumination... Uh, well, due to the uh, time change system. over here, it's been dark for a solid two hours, so... <laughs> well, that's... Yeah, you, know, you do live in... The, you do live further north and significantly more east than I do. There we go. We'll, we'll go with that for now. Um, yeah, but it's basically a compact SUV. And I, I, I have to say, I don't... It's a good-looking vehicle. It is a good-looking vehicle. I mean, it's got elements of the Genesis about it. It's got... Um, I will say that that it is... A lot less Volvo looking. This Pol the Polestar three, as opposed to the Polestar two. The Polestar two had a lot of what I call genetic commonality. Um, you know, it had that SC sixty kind of look, albeit with the amble headlights. And this one looks much more uh, independent. Um, the unfortunate thing for me, since I uh, live in Chicagoland. There is no Polestar dealer here, and they're actually not even allowed to sell them in the state of Illinois right now because um, they're at lawsuit with all the Volvo dealers. So uh, I hope to see the Polestar 3 when it comes out, but I can't tell you when or how. That certainly won't be any time in the foreseeable future at this point. No, I, 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 but I, I It'll be interesting I, I, to, at some point, be able to compare uh, the iX, the EX, or the well, EX9 is going to be a three-row. Think the Polestar 3 is three row, but now you got me thinking twice about it. Uh, then there's the Mercedes EQB, which I think is a little bit smaller. Um, what's the other one I'm missing? Oh, Audi's refreshing uh, the, the fat e-tron. Well, I, I'm going to talk about that because I was, uh, we'll, we'll talk about that in a minute. I'm my, my, my friend, but the luxury, uh, space that's, certainly, that's on my... luxury space is certainly having a lot of great options, uh, so it seems like it can get very competitive very quickly over there. Yeah, I, I have to say, and yeah, I'm looking at a picture of the third row in the EX90 and, you know, it's a full-size seat. And it's two seats in the back, but they're full-size. Yeah, you always have a compromise with that in terms of, you know, diminished cargo space. However, 
it's it's it usually it's a compromise you can live with. I, I have to say, I I was watching the announcement live, and I think I was maybe four minutes in, and I ordered it. I, I put a reservation in. Um, now there's a whole thing about you know what car will we get rid of, what will we keep. This we're looking at a delivery here of early. 2024 so we'll think about that when we have to think about that i think there's a i think there's a good chance that i would get rid of the um uh, i think the id4 would go and the 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 e-tron would become my daily driver and the volvo would become uh, mrs regular ev's daily driver i think that's 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 pretty she is excited by the additional range of the um of the Volvo, and not that she wants to go further, but just it's that uh, peace of mind, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, we have power cuts here. You know, we live in the hills. We have issues with power. You know, with California and yada yada yada. So, she would um, welcome uh, that. Um, I was going to talk about efficiency, but you brought up the Audi e-tron, so let's talk about that very quickly. So, yeah, a re- bit of recalibration for the Audi brand. E-tron becomes a group as opposed to a car. Um, the, and, and that starts with the 2023 uh, e-tron, which becomes the uh, Q8 e-tron. No, no huge surprise. They do look very similar in terms of vehicle profile. Isn't the Q8 typically um, three rows, though? Yeah. Yeah. It can. Well, I don't, don't particularly, but it can be. Also, and I'm just seeing these on the road, like the Q7. I can't tell the difference between the Q7 and yeah. the Q8. Sometimes <laughs> I think, just depending on the profile, the Q7, the Q8 is the sportback version of the Q7. But I know I'm not right, so please don't feel the need to correct me. Um, there's, a, there's a lot of these on the, the road. The, I have to say... Oh, I was going to well, say, the other thing Audi's done that's really good or really bad, depending on what you prefer... I, I'll see like a Q, um, Q5 coming at me and I cannot tell if it's a Q4 e-tron or a Q5. It's they're, they're very good. I will tell you that I will tell you that we were in traffic. Um, did we drive to LA? I, I was in traffic with my wife and we were somewhere down South. I think I can't remember. Well, we were heading south, and there was this Audi in the HOV lane, and it had a gas tank. And I, I didn't think that they qualified. I thought somebody had put red uh, HOV lane stickers on it that shouldn't be. And, and no, that's because you really cannot tell the difference between these vehicles. <laughs> they have um, done a really good job of uh, homogenizing. Whereas uh, BMW, uh, the appearance. BMW chose to go... Uh, both ends of the spectrum, right? The iX is distinctively different looking than anything else they've made from an SUV perspective. But then the mm-hmm. i4 blends in really well with the four series. Mm-hmm. Really, just the only way you know is if it has four doors or two doors, whether it's a four series mm-hmm. or an i4. Same. Same. What am I going? Same with the i7. Tonight will be an early night. I'm not being funny. As soon as I put the dogs out, as soon as the dogs have had their last walk at eight o'clock tonight. I'm in bed and I will be asleep. I promise you, I will be asleep within three and a half hours, and that's the top end of the deal. Um, well, and our listeners might have yeah, been asleep three uh, minutes ago. That's that's, that's 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 also true. Both of them. Um, so no, the reason. I, so what's interesting is first of all, and I'm not sure about this. So the battery remains. They've put a bit more battery in it, but it's still a big battery. It's still a still a hundred and odd kilowatt battery. But they've managed to improve the efficiency of the drive chain by some 9%. They've done a few other bits and pieces, but they're saying it's now going to be a 300-mile range. I don't believe it. I do not believe it. It's based on the same architecture. It is so friggin' inefficient. It's not badly inefficient. And we're going to talk about the Hummer EV in a minute, so hold on to your gunpowder. Um, I mean, is it different but, motors, maybe? Because the Q4 e-tron they gets said, good efficiency with its small motors, and then the big e-tron gets horrible efficiency with its big motors. <laughs> the Q4 is an ID4. Let's yeah. be clear about this. It's an ID4 with a nice interior. Uh, the e-tron 
uh, it, it is a dual motor, um, six thousand one hundred pound um, executive um, barker lounger. That is that is what it is. Um, let me be clear about this. Driving the e-tron is so nice. It is so comfortable. It is such a lovely place to be. You are not having a bad commute when you're in the e-tron. It is just delightful. Actually, um, uh, one of my family friends, they leased their e-tron. And I think they, I mean, so that was three years ago when I think the prices were like 55 grand for an e-tron. So their buyout was like 38 grand. And so before he, before I came to the end of his lease, he took it to Carvana. And they said, yep, we'll give you 51000 for it today. He's like, yep, I will buy my lease out. <laughs> yep. Um, that was the time. And I'm surprised, you know, they sold, a hundred, I was watching some of the reports on the new one. They sold 150,000 of these things. But it was a sleeper for the longest time. It was a sleeper. When that car came out, you couldn't drive across the country. Right. Green River, Green River did not exist. And on the southern route through Texas, there was a 240-mile stretch. And uh, Kingman, Kingman, Arizona didn't exist yet. That actually just came yeah. online sometime last year. And what was the other one? The reason we ever became in contact was, uh, was it eastern Nevada or western Utah? One of those chargers over there. Trying to think which one that was. You were asking me if they had opened that up yet, because otherwise you had to use like a fifty kilowatt city council charger that would take forever. Oh, that was um, South uh, South Fork. No, something Fork is the one south of Salt Lake City, um, between Green River and Oh Spanish um, Fork. Okay, Spanish Fork. Yeah, it was Spanish Fork. I think was the question. And and in the end, yeah, because I wasn't sure at the time what when I was going to leave, and so I was originally not planning on sleeping in Salt Lake City. I planned on going as far as I could, but there was a short. There was nowhere to charge overnight. Uh, in the end, I made the right decision, which was to just drive to Salt Lake City. Bear in mind, bear in mind, all of this was predicated on the fact that we could not and still can't drive through Wyoming. Right. So in the in the Tesla, I drove all the way from San Jose to Rock Springs, in the middle of Wyoming, um, charging at Everston, and yeah, last, my last charge was at Everston, um, and that was because the Tesla network allowed that. But having to drop south at um, Salt Lake produced the issue of the fact that there was nowhere with charging to sleep. Um, before getting to 70. And so, and there's no, and I don't know about you, Joe, but it, it's sometimes you just want to plug in and go to sleep, especially on those long trips, you want to just plug in and go to sleep. The idea of going to a DC fast charger and, you know, before going to bed, it's such a pain in the ass because it's not good sleep because you, you want to charge to 100% so you can get 200 miles under your belt first thing. And yeah, yeah it's, Anyway, we've, we've, we've done the that. other thing is when we've I've done, done that trips, conversation I've considered, before. Uh, oh, I want to take a nap while I'm DC charging, right? And so I could set mm -hmm. an alarm. Like in, if I was in the ID, it takes like an hour, right, to do a full charge if we roll in dead. I was like, oh, I can set an alarm on my phone for an hour from now. But the uh, intermittent issues with Electri America means that my luck will be the charge will stop 10 minutes into my charge and I'll get 50 minutes of overages. <laughs> That's just the way it is. Yeah, that is. That is true. Um, so you know, let's pivot. For, so the e-tron becomes, you know, so the e-tron becomes the brand. Um, the QA e-tron becomes a new vehicle. It's more efficient. It's going to be more luxurious. It's going to have better technology. I have a question to which I don't have the answer. Is there going to be any software updates coming to this e-tron? But a big part of a big part. This is interesting. A big part of Audi's marketing is not talking about software updates. Yeah, one, one thing we can be but sure that's because of is a rebranding or refreshing involves a repricing. <laughs> Absolutely, they they realize they may have been leaving some money on the table. Um, and <clears throat> my point is, we'll see what the situation looks like. 
Pardon me. Um, we'll see what the situation looks like uh, in in a few weeks' time. Sorry, in a few months' time, in a year's time. Um, what depreciation is going to look like, and, and we'll see what vehicles we're going to turn over. Because, you know, part of us, we'd still like a truck. And whilst we've ordered that, I, I'm still really interested in the much boxier uh, Kia, the EV9. You know, which basically looks like a giant friggin' rectangle on wheels. Yeah, um, it's kind of like a it's, and it's then like there's a wagon. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's like a it looks like a stretched telly ride. Uh, I'm just going to grab a drink, Joe. Don't worry, I'm I'm I can our listener won't hit, know the difference because um, I've just got my earpods in, so I can walk away. But for those of you looking at the Thinking, my God, he look, it's so, the, the podcast looks so much better when he's not physically in it. I, I respect where you're coming from. And, and, um, yep, we just lost another view. I want, I want, <laughs> well, we're gonna, so I'm drinking a White Claw. I'm going to be honest with you. It's, that's right, people. I, this is not the voice of White Claw you were expecting, but. <laughs> so um i'm not going to spoil the numbers but kyle did (laughs) they charged a hummer at electrify america (laughs) without using the free charging that the hummer i believe comes with (laughs) oh my god why would you I just don't, I thought it was interesting that they would, from a brand, corporate brand, this is what I do for a living, marketing, from a corporate branding point of view, making an EV Hummer is interesting. It is interesting. What's interesting to me about it is, and, and I'm not saying that it was a bad idea for them because, you know, they can kind of run with it as being, you know, their brand, um, what was that like? you know, the top of the brand vehicle kind of thing, right? They're, they're marketing the halo. vehicle. Mm-hmm. But when they are putting 200 kilowatt hour batteries mm-hmm. in the Sierra, the Silverado, and this Hummer, and then the Hummer SUV, you think about how many bolts and blazers and equinoxes they could be making with that amount of batteries. Because let's face it, the batteries are the, are the production constraint on every electric brand at this point and will be for at least the foreseeable future. No, it is. Um, so anyway, go watch the video. It's as it is. It's as ridiculous as it is. Um, and, and like I said, it's a two hundred kilowatt battery. It makes no difference. So yes, it charges like an absolute beast, but it's still charging for a really long time, because that is a really big tank to fill. It, it, it's just. Yeah, it's not a socially responsible vehicle. They, I, I just, and you know, cool, but unless you have your own solar panels, which is not ex- not exactly cheap to do. Um, well, well, for me, just for example, uh, you know, I, I like to take advantage of the free charging at, at my office when I do go there. But if I arrive at the office and I'm there for the full nine hour day. Um, at six kilowatts, that is all these little, you know, charge point units ever put out, basically, I'm only getting 48 kilowatt hours out of a whole day, you know, or, or just more 54 kilowatt hours out of a whole day. So even in the Polestar, I'm only getting accumulating 66, 70 percent on a, on a day. If you have the Hummer and you're trying to you're getting 25 percent out of your whole day of work. <laughs> So, so you raise an interesting point. Let's talk about infrastructure. And so, and here's the reason why. Earlier on today, I had to go pick up an oven. So if you can hear any background noise, I don't think you can because it's not showing up on the app as, as detecting, but I have a guy, a contractor here who's, we're, we're redoing our kitchen. Um, I went away. I think I shared this with you, Joe, but not the channel. I went away and we needed a new dishwasher. When I came back, my wife had had the chem- the kitchen demoed. So don't go, well, don't leave home. Well, be the my dishwasher answer, didn't so. fit, so I figured I'd get new cabinets. <laughs> mm, yeah, well, what we redo, because 
this house, the kitchen was built by an actual carpenter, like good old school, proper wood, handmade from 1962. And it's such good quality, we still have it. So all we're doing is having all of the doors and all of the, you know, everything refinished. So he's, he's been stripping and sanding, and then he's going to start painting uh, tomorrow. But see, not just green. We're, it's not just a cars. It's his life as well. You see, it's such a lovely cabinetry. It actually deserves to be looked after. You know what I mean? It's, it's replacing this with IKEA. That's or whatever. actually on my business plus cabinetry, and their number one project is refinishing kitchens for sure. Yeah, yeah. It's, it, it, it was worth refinishing it. Uh, we're putting in new stuff. We're putting in new countertops. This is all for micro. That's all going. We're putting proper proper actually reformed quartz. I that's, think that's it what is. I have and, in my and we're going to even have. It. And in fact, we're gonna that we ordered extra material from the same slabs, and it's they're actually gonna make the splashbacks out of the same material, so it'll be a sort of a continuous thing. I'm gonna be honest; if it looks like I don't know anything about interior design, uh, you'd be right. I just write the checks and say that looks nice. And that is my response to everything. That looks nice. That that. That looks nice, and that's true why I'm still when, married. When you, were um, to pick, when you were choosing to pick the countertop color, she said, which one do you like? And you're like, I like the I like option B. And she's like, well, I like option A. And you're like, option A it is. <laughs> I, you know what? I, her happiness is all I want. Uh, all right. Well, so. now, I, now I'm all about my happiness, so I make my own decisions these days. <laughs> yes, ladies. If there's any on this podcast, the demographics, the analytics didn't say that has ever happened. But if there are, Joe's now available. Oh, yeah, that's it. And uh, just one previous owner. He's a bit dinged around the edges. but uh, Certified pre-owned. I mean, certifiable. Um, I mean, sure, his, his face looks like it's been through a hailstorm. But inside... He's a good person. Um, and from, uh, yeah, I'm going to leave that alone. Um, where was, what, what were we talking about? Infrastructure. We oh, efficiency. Oh, lunch so, so I had to go and pick up an, an oven today because uh, 24 inch ovens are hard to find. Uh, they're not the standard these days. And uh, we found one. That had been in a been in a renovated home for a flip. It had been there for four months. That's so why I went to pick it up. I managed to negotiate the guy down from three thousand dollars to one thousand one hundred on the basis of the fact that the bottom oven looks like it doesn't work, or as I know, <laughs> the screws came out when your contractor removed it. Anywho, um, I took the the guy who helped me, a friend of mine, Neil, uh, who helped me move this. I took him for lunch. At Westfield Mall, uh, and we weren't going to the mall because we're not we're not girls, we're not California girls. We went there because that's where Italy is, and uh, and we were going for the Wagyu um, steak uh, pizza rolls. That's the wrong word to use, but they're very yummy. And we were going to be there for an hour, maximum of one hour. Now they have quite a few charging. In fact, they've got multiple charging systems there. There's an Electrify America. Um, out the back, one of the showpiece ones, if you know what I mean, the brand new units. Uh, Malogny used it for the Lucid test, so if you want to see what it looks like, that's the one. Um, uh, for, for, for out the state of charge channel for the Lucid test, that's where he, he shot those. Um, uh, we have Volta, the free advertising backed ones, which run a six and a half, and then we have a, I don't know, 20 to 30 charge points in across two of the garages, which is great, except that it would take two hours. I was actually running around in the minivan, which is a plug-in hybrid. We still have it. And it would take two and a half hours to charge that up at six and a half kilowatt hours. And it got me thinking, why can't we make 11 the standard? I thought the same thing. Why can't? Why six and a half is great, and for overnight charging, it's fantastic. But why can't we have 11 and higher? You know, the, the, these new vehicles are coming out, and I know by the way, part of the answer is the infrastructure because that additional power drain, the amperage, the you know, 
should be a lot of work. But you have to wonder where are ChargePoint and the other, you know, what I would call the big manufacturers of AC based, where are they on this? Because surely it's got to the point where they can integrate batteries into that pole so that you can create like the free wire people do where they just take six and a half kilowatts in day in day out because that's a standard that's just a 30 amp circuit that's all six and a half kilowatts is that's a standard 30 amp circuit but you feed it into a battery and the battery charges and then the battery will discharge at in that case 120 kilowatts um but they work on the principle they only charge two vehicles a day so that constant trickle charge where are we on that charge point that's my question to you when are we going when can we make 11 because then that one hour charge that two hour charge is really meaningful without having to go to the heavy infrastructure of dc fast charging yeah i couldn't agree with that more uh especially i mean i think i'm sure there's another vehicle out there i think the leaf is like the last or one of the last vehicles that's like that charges at 6.6 or 7.2 Every vehicle, including like the uh, Bolt Bolt EUV, which, you know, charge pretty slow at a DC perspective, still have 11 kilowatt onboard chargers for AC. So there's, I mean, pretty much, you know, the world's ready for that. And then you get the vehicles like these trucks that I think a lot of them have 19 kilowatt onboard units. So, which is basically. Yeah, they do ATM. The the, the, the F-150 can be spec'd with an ATM home. Now you do have to do work with the, you know, that isn't a standard deployment because you will have to have your energy company get involved. I know that certainly around right. here. Taking 80 amps out of the 200 that's available to a standard home installation is a bill. So, yeah, <laughs> that wouldn't work too well. Wow, <laughs> that is. So you can't just putting a new panel. You would actually have to have line work. Right, done. so I just have a, I have a 40 amp circuit linked to the garage uh, and... Basically, I'm not charging my car, running air conditioning, and doing other things at the same time. <laughs> it's it's air conditioning and charging and nothing else happening at that point. <laughs> interesting. Interesting, interesting. Um, but no, it's a question I, I do wonder because, you know what, if I was able to charge it, charge at 11 for an hour, that would be useful. I, that, that would be a, a useful charge that would actually replace an entire gallon and a half of gas. Uh, a quick, a quick um, side note, since you touched on Volta. Um, yeah, most of the Voltas out here are six, but I have encountered a couple that are a little faster. Um, but I've seen some seven twos. Have, have you yeah. noticed that, or I don't know if it happened out by you, but around here they uh, started charging for the DC units. So I don't know if that was a, the mall flipped that switch or a Volta flipped that switch. But now in order to do a DC charge, you know, you always had to um, initiate the charge through the app, Volta app. Well, now it makes you have your credit card linked to it. We actually have an Amazon Fresh store uh, going in a couple blocks away from my house. They put in the Volta units and then they, the first week was free and then some update must have happened. I was like, oh, it's, it's back to a, it's actually a pretty expensive rate. It's like 35 cents a kilowatt hour, which for 50, for 50 kilowatt DC charging is not so good. So my experience is, is there is a vault. I've used it. A couple, I think I did a video on it. So there's a vault. One of the early vault 50 DCs is um, in Santa Cruz at Trader Joe's, which for me is perfect. Perfect. DC fast charging at Trader Joe's. I know I've talked about this in the podcast. That's, that's my happy place. In and out in 25 minutes with 30 minutes of charging. Oh. That gets me, gets me moist. Well, my mall right next to my work, I had one. And so I would go grab, you know, pot belly or something for lunch and 30 minute charge. I'm getting 20, you know, 25 kilowatt hours pretty quickly. So the issue is, so there was never, so yes, you did have to register. You did have to leave a credit card on file, but it was basically 30 minutes free. And then it started charging you. Now that, that my, is my understanding was how it always was. So I, I don't, I can't speak to any changes. That's, that's what I'm used Correct. to. It's changed to now it's just minutes. charging from minute one. Oh. And not at every location. So it seems like the malls that installed them got to have probably a say in it. Um, the level twos are all still, mm. you know, the same plug and play, but, uh, and, you know, probably no, as far as I know, no limits on them uh, other than the mall says, you know, only stay here mm. for a couple hours, but the DC 
two hours. Yeah, DCs are now, I think it was 35 cents kilowatt hours last time I checked. But I mean, when I can, you know, charge at the office for free, I'm not gonna, mm -hmm. not gonna flip that switch. <laughs> it is interesting because I've, I've had to do meetings with um, two potential um, employees is the wrong word, but locations I would be based at quite often. And yeah, I am actually looking at their charging. It's one of the things I'm looking at. And I know it's a California privilege, but you know, I, I I don't mind charging my car. And you know, during COVID, we've you know charged my car. I'm not one of those people that drives out to very often. What I'll sometimes do is, if I got it all the way down to ten percent, I will go and get coffee, and I'll go down to the DC fast charger. Sorry, Tom, I will go and charge up to ninety percent so that when I get home, I've got eighty-five. I will do that sometimes, but very, very infrequently, and usually just because I want to get out of the yeah, house. I'm the same boat. Um, but there are. Um, uh, you know, I, I miss charging at the office. It was great. Just leave the car. Play. Where I worked, when I worked for HPE, the Aruba offices had over a hundred, over a hundred chargers in the, the car park. That was, you never had to worry. You just plugged in, you left it there all day. And not only that, but they worked with the Bay Area air people. So they could actually vary the voltage based on local conditions. Um, so that's but, how the combat headquarters are. Uh, they're a few blocks down from my office, and I actually charged with them when I was doing that um, green green energy week thing uh, next door. And they that voltage definitely, I watched it, uh, you know, ebb and flow throughout the day. So they were combat was definitely experimenting with their chargers in their lot for sure. Mm -hmm. However, my office, nine stories tall, you know, tons of tons of office suites. We have one charge point unit which has two plugs and we have at least a dozen electric vehicles so uh now is it is that a six and a half each or is it, that it six ends up and being half like shared? six after voltage drop and everything so and a lot of times mm -hmm. it says actually 5.97 if we're going to be specific <laughs> is what it ends up coming out to on my car so pretty brutal <laughs> So I was going to talk about infrastructure, but to do that, I need to quickly log into the Electrify America app and see if something has changed. What else did you want to cover off today, my friend? Well, one thing I'm trying to uh, really have interest in what's going to, what's going to, what is Polestar going to do now that their credit's gone? When I bought my car, there was no inventory to be had. But now if you go and poke around on the Polestar website at all the different retailer locations, there's plenty of inventory. I'm talking dozens of cars, pick one and pick it up this week. And, you know, you have to think at some point they're going to adjust their pricing to be more competitive because come January 1st, it looks like Tesla is going to get their credit back. And obviously Polestar will not get their credit. So I think they're going to be at a pretty big disadvantage when you can buy a Model 3 for the same price as a P2. Now, Polestar still does have the two years of free charging. So that's certainly an incentive. But, um, you know, we know that if Tesla ever has a, a slowing down of inventory, they'll turn on the free charging, they'll lower their prices. They're pretty good at keeping the demand where they need it to be. So I'm interested to see Polestar wants to be considered as Tesla's biggest competitor. Well, we want to see how they uh, how they handle this supply influx. So let's let's you know let's talk about the real world. Let's talk about the world that it actually is. We we are the day or the two days after the midterms, where there has not been a significant change in the political structure of the country. There certainly wasn't the red wave, which many were predicting, and which I'll be honest with you, I was resigned to. Um, I am glad to see, um, personally speaking. And by the way, if you don't agree with me, get over it. I don't get to vote, but I pay tax at the highest friggin' rate in this country. So, you know, British person, taxed without representation. There's your irony. Um, and yes, I did see your joke. I did see your uh, uh, laugh on my personal Facebook there, Joe, when I, the picture of me dressed up as King George at Cobb's Comedy <laughs> Club. I did see that. There is, there is, <laughs> let me just explain. <laughs> So one of the comedy things I love doing and I really enjoy it, I mean, it's very dark, is something called Roast Battle. 
um, and you always roast your friends, and there is some horrible things said about people. Horrible. I can't repeat any of them. This will be put into the adult category, if not something even worse. Um, and the last one they did as a, um, we call it fancy dress, but anyway, Halloween. And uh, yes, um, my uh, friend uh, who I was roasting, uh, Trevor, when dressed as Katy Perry, um, or as I said, um, a young Camilla Parker Bowles. Um, <laughs> and I, I went as, uh, as King George. Um, you say, prize of my love, not a price that you're willing to pay. When you have a six-year-old, you have to learn the, the words to every show tune. Every show tune. Anyway, um, where the hell was I? Why the hell did we get to King George? Oh, yeah, European cars. This is really interesting because we do have free trade agreements with uh, some of these countries. And some of these things aren't specifically covered. The free trade says what you can do. It doesn't say what you can't do quite often. And and so this does create a principle. And at some point, the question is going to be, so I was in Europe last week. And we didn't talk about this on the last, on our mini podcast. The number of electric vehicles I saw in Amsterdam was off the frigging charts. And I say that as somebody who lives in Silicon Valley, in Tesla frigging, we call it the California Camry. But lordy, I got to see the ID3, which I'm in love with. I mean, would I have one instead of the ID4? No, because I'm a dad and I've got shit to carry around with me. But wow, that is the golf of today. Just that, oh, it's fantastic, my friend. Absolutely fantastic. I saw so many Mark E taxis, it was crazy. Like, you forget that it's an American vehicle. And the styling is way more European than you realize. It fits in really well. Loads of Teslas. Loads of them. Model Ys, Model 3s, Model Ss. Um, ridiculous numbers of Konas, new and old uh, bodies. Right, they even have the Soul over there, too, I think. Yeah. Yeah, it just, just, you know, the amount of vehicles, loads of Chevy Bolts, although there they're called an Opal and yeah. Um, And then you've got all the Citroen electric vehicles as well. Um, a, 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 a veritable smorgasbord of electrical vehicles. And, uh, and I was blown away. Now, the, the reason I mention that is that Ford does want to export vehicles. Uh, Tesla still wants to export Model S's and Model X's, which are built here. And so at some point, I'm fairly sure the EU is going to say, hmm. And, and I do think there's a case for this. I think what, and where I find myself, and Joe, Joe, this hurts me so much. Joe Manchin was right. It hurts when I say this. It hurts me so much. The issue of the mineral content and trying to avoid digging up China is valid. It's valid. I, I have to say to create diversity of supply, diversity is also resiliency. And from a security point of view, you know, the thing I do to pay my bills, I have to agree with that. So the fact that it's conditional, not just on where the car is bought, but on or where it's manufactured, but where the battery min minerals are, come from and are put together, I agree with. At some point, the EU is likely to say, hey, we're meant to be friends. This is about shit not going to and from China. You know, the fact that the Mustang is, because the Mustang is built in Mexico? Right. Yeah, the reason they did yeah. that is because the China would would tax us if they built the Mach-E in the U.S. and shipped it to China. So they and since they mm -hmm. so like Volkswagen makes ID4s here in uh, Germany and in China, so they just avoid the taxes that way. Mach-E is mm -hmm. only built in Mexico, so they ship all around the world. Yep. And Mexico is the free trade agreements. So, yeah. So you know, at some point, this is going to be something they have to look at. And I have to say, if you want diversity of supply, this is what's going to be required. 
you can politically argue whether or not it was actually anything to do with inflation. I have to say that people, when you have to buy a new car, but but long term, long term, the cost of electricity production will always be lower than oil conversion, oil to gas conversion, because the amount of energy required to produce versus convert. That makes perfect sense. The cost of distribution of electric versus oil and gas is much lower. You don't have to drive a fucking battery around the, you know, around the state or around the county. So from that point, long term, it makes perfect sense. However, I, I do think at some point our free nation, free nation, oops, that's a typo. Our free trade partners do deserve a conversation about the manufacturing of the vehicle and the standards. So if they have, you know, respect union laws, minimum wage, if we've got a, a level playing field for the manufacturing of the vehicle, then that's fair. On the mineral content and the, the, the assembly creation of the battery packs, yeah, you've got to keep China out of it. You, but you're not doing it to punish China. You're doing it to encourage investment. And look what they've done in Europe with Volta. You know, and the 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 the, the battery the, the battery systems that they've created over there, what Tesla's doing, look at what BMW is doing, look at the investments they've made, and then look what's happening in this country as whole with what used to be the Johnson Control Systems companies, and and what Samsung's doing, what uh, the Koreans are doing in this country. These are all good things. Let's not punish them a little bit. Let's let's keep the slope going up. Um, right, I would agree. I, I don't think, put it. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think a lot of uh, European Union countries give credits to buy electric vehicles as well, similar to the way the way we do. Right, so they do. So arguably, you know, if they're giving a credit to a Maki being imported, it's only fair for us to give a credit to an i4 that's imported. You know what I mean? I I. I agree. I do think, I mean, we have an issue here, which we don't have a huge export of American-made vehicles yet. The numbers are still low. It's only the premium Teslas um, and whatever the hell Chrysler's doing these days, which is its own. Well, story. no, they're, making, they're, they're making that new, whatever crossover SUV is, I forget what the heck it's called, uh, Dodge Hornet. It's a plug-in hybrid, but they're building the whole thing in Italy and shipping it over, so... So they're and, and the new Alpha, uh, which I also it is called the Tenali, I think that's also built in Italy. So that will not get the credit at this point. Well, it's not going to diminish. I was going to break. It's going to break down on the full car. <laughs> well, that's the point of owning an Alpha is just knowing Anyhow. at one point everything in the vehicle did work. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Look, we have covered, and I will tell you this Joe, because we've been waffling for forty-seven minutes. Um, uh, we we we've, we've covered all the stuff we didn't do on the mini podcast this week, so I think we've we've done ourselves proud. I'm looking at my notes. Uh, there's nothing else I think we wanted to talk about particularly. I'm just looking at the highlights here from our fellow journalists. Um, there is some more information coming out on the on the tax credit, but it's not. They haven't actually finalized the guidance on it yet. Um. We talked about the Volvo. We've seen the first spy shots of the electric Porsche Boxster, the 718, as they're calling it. I'm also um, excited for the Macan when that finally makes its way here, too. Just showing his American stripes there, ladies <laughs> and gentlemen. There's, well, if you, play, if you give me just, three just, similarly priced, the ID4, the Q4 e-tron, and a Macan, I'll take the Macan all day over those two. <laughs> um. I'm looking at the iX2 electric crossover coupe, which is which is not a good looking vehicle. <laughs> that is a that is yeah. It's, it seems like uh, BMW is wow. taking the, the Japanese uh, design language of electric cars need to scream being electric into a couple of their increasing cars. It's not even that. I mean, like if I mean. Oh, look, what I'm going to say is so horrible. I'm not going to record it, Joe. I'm going to tell you offline, but in, yeah, I'm going to just hold it. Ask me when, when we stop recording, ask me what I was going to say and I'll let you know. Uh, Geely's announced the Zika to enter the European market and that's a damn good looking vehicle. It really is. Um, 
I wish them luck. I don't think a two class, two car company is going to be successful in the market we have right now. But you know what? They're welcome to. They're helping expand the market. That's that's got to be a good thing. Um, yeah, it, it, I, the, the, the coming the coming days and weeks, there's going to be a lot of um, a lot of news. So um, next time we're here, Joe, we definitely need to talk about the new Lucid Project Gravity, their SUV. Um, and um, yeah, pretty soon. Yeah, Joe, anything, anything else? Uh, pretty for you? soon, hopefully in the next couple of weeks. I mean, you know, at the, the rate, unfortunately, that the, uh, the government and everything moves at, we should be finding out. You know, we have the list of about 25 cars that currently qualify for uh, being assembled in North America, but we have no idea where their battery components come from. So uh, these automakers are going to have to start letting us know that pretty soon to know uh, who's going to be at a competitive advantage or disadvantage based on the new credit laws that start January 1st. So we'll stay tuned into that too. No, absolutely. I was going to, we'll talk about that in more depth next time. Uh, we are expecting a report. So, that's all the reason you need. If you haven't done to like and subscribe, you can find us on all the podcasting platforms, Spotify, Apple Music. Um, I don't know, any, everything that goes through the Anchor distribution system uh, and, of course, on YouTube. Uh, and, uh, and if you have been, why? I mean, seriously, haven't you got anything better to do than listen to us prattling on? I mean, come on. You need goals. You need life goals. We are very grateful that you are here. Joe, anything else from no, you? No, that's it. Twice in one week. <laughs> All right, Pant. Twice in one week. So we're going to try and make sure the cadence is a little bit better. And other than that, thank you. And, well, it started off as good evening, but now it's good okay, night. Take care until next time.